you keep standing, we're going to read Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, verse 59. Luke chapter 9, verse 59 to 62. And I'm going to read from the NIV version of the Holy Scriptures. We are looking in the book of Luke. He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first let me go and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and look back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. May God bless his word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning on what I captioned, the power of commitment. The power of commitment. I'm going to be very quick because this morning I'm teaching and I'm going to be saying a lot of stuff. So please pay attention. What is commitment? Commitment is a state or quality of being dedicated to a cause acti or activity. It is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. What does that mean? If you are committed to something, that thing influences your actions. For example, you are committed to your wife or to your husband. And let me say like men, you are driving down the street and you see a very beautiful girl along the street. Something wants to make you look and continue looking. But because your wife is in the car, you better put your head straight. <laughs> is somebody hearing me? Commitment will restrict your actions. There are things you will not be able to freely do because you are committed. Commitment is the attitude of someone who works very hard to support a cause or something. It is a state or an instance of being obligated or being impaired emotionally. What does that mean? There are people who are committed to you physically but not committed to you emotionally. So in other words, as long as it doesn't discomfort them, they will be committed. But it has to do with how they feel. Their commitment goes away. Commitment is something which regularly takes some of your time because of an agreement you have made or because of the responsibility you have. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 61, it says, Let your heart be fully or wholly devoted to the Lord, to walk in his status and to keep his commandments as it is this day. Now quickly, areas where we have to show commitment. Number one, Commitment to God. The first person we have to commit ourselves to is to God. If you can't commit to God, any other commitment is fake. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord raised throughout the earth to strengthen those who are fully committed to him. God is looking to strengthen those who are fully committed to him. 
The apostle Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Fully committed. If I'm alive, I'm alive for Christ. If I die, it's gain. Number two, we have to commit ourselves to people. Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it says, Be devoted one to another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Have you had friends that you are always there for them? But when it comes to you, they have excuses. You go above and beyond to do things for them. But when it comes to your turn, they have excuses. If you are going to be a man or a woman who understands the power of commitment, you have to commit to people. You can't just take your friends lightly. You can't take your family lightly. Take the people God has placed in your life seriously. Because there is power in commitment. Number two, commitment to your calling. On on the Bible study, I was teaching about how to identify your calling. The reason why I'm in this church every Sunday it's not just because I'm a pastor. I could bring someone else here to preach and I go somewhere for something else. I have places I can go to preach. But I'm committed to my calling. Because this is where God has called me to serve. Amen. So if you are called to something, commit yourself to that thing. In 2 Timothy 4 verse 2 it says, Preach the word and be prepared in season and out of season. It says, Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instructions. Paul is telling the son Timothy, commit yourself to your calling. Number four, commitment to spiritual activities. You can't be a Christian and you claim to be committed and you are not committed to spiritual activities. In other words, you don't commit to Bible studies, you don't commit to fasting, you don't commit to prayers. You just minimize spiritual activities. In Luke 18, when Jesus told a parable, saying, men ought always to pray. So you have to commit yourself to prayers. And number five, commitment to your church. Commitment to your church. There are people that in 52 Sundays of the year, they don't even come to church 25 times. You are not committed to anything. You get up in Sunday morning and say, oh, uh, the Washington Redskins are playing in D.C. this morning. You absent church. Go watch football. You get up the other Sunday, oh my back, you absent. You are not committed to your church. When a man understands commitment, you are committed to your church. Then there are people who are not committed to their church, not in the sense that they don't go to church, but they don't have a specific church. When they wake up in the morning, they put their, G- their spiritual GPS on. If it says, Power of Fire of God Ministries International, that's where they go. And the next week, it says, Cabling, they go. Next week, he said, you are not committed to any church. When you become a Christian, there is a local congregation you are supposed to commit yourself to. This is my church. You can absent service, maybe to go attend an event somewhere, like some of you are here this morning, because of the dedication. I was telling a sister who was coming to church once in a while. And one day when I asked her, why were you not in church? She said, Pastor, before uh, coming to this church, I was a member of another church. So sometimes I come here, sometimes I go there. And I say, listen, sister, we are not running a customer service agency. We are looking for, we are looking for customers. Commit to your church. And if God gives you a privilege to visit us once in a while, you can visit us. But go back to the church where God has placed you and commit. Don't do two Sundays here and two Sundays there. Commit 
to your church. Is anybody hearing me this morning? And lastly, commitment to making heaven. How many of you are going to heaven? Wave your hands if you're going to heaven. How many of you are going to hell? Let me give you a message for Satan. (laughs) We have to commit to go to heaven. Listen, coming to church does not make you go to heaven. It's how you live your daily life on a consistent basis that guarantees you're going to make it to heaven. Apostle Paul says, walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So if you call yourself a Christian, and on Monday you are on Sunday you are a Christian, and on Tuesday you are somebody else, you're not going to heaven. You're not going. It is how you live. Because we have been taught by hyper-grace preachers that the only thing you have to do to get to heaven is to believe. And if you believe, it doesn't matter how you live, you are getting it. Listen, heaven is not an agency where you can use connection through somebody you know to get in. It says, be holy. For without holiness, no man shall see God. No man. So the way you live shows your commitment to making heaven. Tell somebody, don't miss heaven. I say, shake a neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't miss heaven. Look the neighbor be and say, neighbor, I'm telling you, don't miss heaven. That is why there are things you restrict yourself from. Like one time we were teaching about, somebody asked the question, like, should a Christian go to a nightclub? And I asked myself, if you are there on that Friday night, right, and you are dancing, and the trumpet sound, you think you leave that nightclub and go to heaven? You'll be raptured from that place. You won't. When you are committed to a cause, there are things you don't do because you are on a mission. There is a song we used to sing. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, Lord, I want to be in the number. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Will you be in the number? When we are marching in, on that glorious day, when our robes are white, when I don't have to work nine to five, I don't have to worry about what to eat, I just stay in the presence of the Lord, celebrating forever. Please don't miss heaven. If after all we have done, given all these times, do all this dedication, make all these sacrifices, fast on Tuesdays, attend Bible studies on Wednesdays, pray on Friday, come to church on Sunday, and you don't make heaven. What a waste. What a waste. What a waste of time. I was telling somebody, I said, listen, it is a disadvantage for you to be one leg in church and one leg in the world because you're not enjoying both sides. If you want to be a sinner, be a full-time sinner. So when you go to hell, you don't unmarry this pain. But if you are partially enjoying church and partially enjoying Satan, then you finally end up in hell. All that time in church was vain. So choose a side I belong to. But as for me, I'm committed to making heaven. As I'm committed to making heaven. Hallelujah. How do you demonstrate your commitment? Whether it's to your family, to your friends, or to your church. Number one, you demonstrate your commitment by time. If you are committed to anything or anybody, your time. The reason why you go to work Nine to five, five days a week is because you are committed to that job. And that is why in most jobs, in most uh, uh, jobs, if you call out too much or you come late too much, they understand you are not committed to this job. 
and you may be fired. Hallelujah. You must commit with your time. In John chapter 9 verse 4 it says, We must walk the works of him who sent me while it is day. Say the night coming when no man is able to walk. Number two, you must commit with your money. There are people who say they love you. Right? They say, oh, oh, my, my, you are my best friend, my BFF. Then the moment you say, hey, can I have $100 to get something from D.C.? So, oh, my sister, if, if only you told me last week. Mm. They are never there for you financially. But when it comes to their time, they will be there for, they can give you 24 hours of their day. But when it comes to their money, no. If you are committed to something, your money will be seen in that thing. If you are committed to a church, your money will be seen in that church. If you are committed to a relationship, your money will be seen in that relationship. There are people who are in a relationship, their love is strong. Love is on fire. But the moment money is mentioned, the temperature goes down. You're not committed. Number three, your commitment is, the commitment is demonstrated by service. If you are committed to someone or something, you will serve that thing or you serve that one. So, if you are not yet serving in any capacity in your church, that demonstrates your commitment. You don't have any attachment to the church. In 1 Corinthians 15, 15, it says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the, abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Amen. Amen. And number four, we commit by sacrifice. The measure of your commitment to a relationship or a church or a person is seen by the sacrifice you can make for that thing, that person or that institution. For example, a man is in love with a girl. They are so in love. You know, the kind of people that are so in love that their love is sometimes annoying. That even to enter the church, they have to hold hands. They want to kneel and they kneel down together. What is this? What is this? And then the, the lady falls sick. And they say one of her kidneys has a problem. They want a kidney donor. Then the, the woman suggests, Honey, do you want to go check if you are a match? The man said, What if I give you my kidney and I die in the process? <laughs> Commitment disappeared. When you are committed to someone or something, you make sacrifices. Listen to me. Your commitment to God is seen by the measure of your sacrifice. If you are not inconvenienced for God, you are not committed to God. If your life as a Christian is not being inconvenienced by your commitment to God, you, don't, you are not commit, committed to God. Now, real quick before I wrap up this morning, let me give you some truth about commitment. Your commitment to God determines God's commitment to you. It says, to the faithful, I will show myself faithful. If you don't take God serious, God will not take you serious. Is anybody hearing me? If you don't take God serious, God will not take you serious. Number two, you can't make people commit to you what you didn't commit to them. And let me give you an example. As a pastor, I've seen these things and I, take, I speak to you by experience. I pastor churches that are very big. And so what is happening is that 
When a church is very big and there is an event, there are people who never have time to go for any church event. For example, a single sister in church, she doesn't attend any wedding. Anytime there is a church wedding, she has a reason to absent. Oh, I'm busy. And guess what? Her own wedding day came. So she's printing invitation cards. Say, oh, this church is about 400 people. Let's just say if two, 200 people come, you know, which may be more, then my family members and then my colleagues, I'm expecting like, mm, like, like, like 350. How many weddings have you attended that you're expecting 350 to show up in your own wedding? And guess what? On the day of the wedding, 30 church members show up and a couple of friends, and it rained the whole day. You can't make people commit to you what you didn't commit to them. What you sow, you will reap. And they start saying, I can't believe that this church, there's no love in this church. On my wedding, only 30 people show up. How many weddings did you attend? Spiritual habits are established out of commitment. Is anybody hearing me? If you want to learn how to pray, it doesn't come naturally. There are times you are going to sit there for minutes, for hours. But as long as you keep yourself there consistently, the grace to pray will come. It comes out of commitment. The energy of your commitment is the energy you are going to draw out of other people. When you are a man who is committed to friends, committed to your church, committed to your God, committed to your relationship, when something happens to you, you see the energy that people respond with. But if you are the type that you are not there for anybody, you are not there for church, you are just partially present, the day something happens, you will surprise yourself. You say, is this me? (laughs) Because you don't have any commitment. Lastly, you cannot be a part-time Christian and defeat a full-time devil. Yes, sir. Can I say that again? Yes, sir. You cannot be a part-time Christian and defeat a full-time devil. The level of your commitment determines how many, how many devils you can overcome. You're not committed to prayers. You're not committed to fasting. You're not committed to anything spiritual. And the day you get a small challenge, you get them and say, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Even the angels are surprised because they don't know who is calling blood of Jesus. In the past year, this is their, your first time mentioning blood of Jesus. And now because there is a small challenge to your family on your job, now you, blood of, the blood that you never call. The blood you don't believe in. So if you are going to have spiritual impact, be a full-time Christian. Committed 24 hours, 247. Is anybody hearing me this morning? As I bring all these messages to a close, I'm rushing this morning because we don't have time. One major area I could have given you three, but one major area that is hindering our commitment, I want to share with you this morning. From the place we read, listen to this. It says, a man came to Jesus and said, Lord, I want to follow you. Nobody invited him over. He came by himself and said, Lord, I want to follow you. He said, but first, let me go and bury my father. Then the other man said, Lord, I'm coming. I'm really serious. I'm going to follow you. I want to go around the way and preach the gospel. But first, let me go and say goodbye to my family. And then Jesus responds. The first one, he said, let the dead bury the dead. 
And then the second it says, no man who has decided to put his hand to the plow, meaning that who has de determined to be committed, and yet is looking back, is not fit for kingdom service. One major area that is hindering our commitment is family. Like today we are dedicating this child to God. This child can become the very reason why the parents are not committed to God anymore. Why are you late? Oh, this child. Why are you absent? Oh, this child. The same child that was a blessing. The same child that you were celebrating that God gave you. That child becomes a reason why you can't attend church, why you can't come on time. Oh, why are we not in the Bible studies? Oh, this child. Why are we not in church last Sunday? Well, I had some family members that came out of town and they took my whole money. Your family becomes a reason why you are not committed to God or anything. Now, Jesus was not by any means saying that you should neglect your family. But you have to understand priority. God comes first before your family. Yes. Is anybody having this money? Yes. God comes first before your children. Yes. God comes first before your husband. Yes. God comes first before your wife. So if God has not been given his proper place, anything you are doing is a waste of time. But let me tell you something. As committed as we are, or as many excuses we can make for our children, for our husbands, for our wives or relatives, none of you absent work, absent for work because of your children. You will find a way, even as daycare is difficult in this country, some of you make it work so you can go to that 9 to 5. But when it comes to church, oh, this child, I'm not going to the, my, this looks, this child looks like he's about to have running nose. He's about, not even, he's about to have, so I'm not going. The temperature is increasing. I'm not going. You find reasons around your family to keep you from being committed. But when you understand commitment, you realize that when you commit yourself to God, then a family crisis that God will spare you from. Yes, yes. Is anybody hearing me this morning? There are events you go. You cancel church programs to attend that event. If they wait the two, there's no comparison. But you don't know priority. Don't let the family God has given you become the reason why you're not committed to God. Don't let the children that God has. One time, one of our senior pastors told a story about how a sister was always coming late to church. And any time, you know, there are people who come late to church like five minutes late or ten minutes late. Then there are others who come late to church like they are on a mission for late coming. <laughs> they come one hour late. And then when they come one hour late, they don't try to hide in the back to like find a secret. They'll be like, they walk boldly and they are trying to push you in the middle of prayer. That is how this sister was coming late. And anytime the pastor asks, say this child. And this is the child that she had waited for multiple years to have. So the pastor took that child and said, let me pray. And said, Father, if this child that you bless your daughter with is becoming an obstacle, please take the child back. She started crying. And said, Pastor, don't pray. From that day, late coming ceased. Because she understood that that child is a blessing. And not a problem. Don't make some of you, before you got married, you were serious with God. Now when you come, they say, it's my wife. Or it's my husband. Salvation is personal. Most of you in this country drive two cars. If she's, if he's running late, drive your own car and come to church. You must not wait for her or for him. Be committed to your God. Don't let family hold you back. 
Is anybody hearing me? Don't let family kill your potential. I've said some of us have family members who are fire extinguishers. They want to make sure that you are not spiritual at all. Be determined. No man in my family will hold me back. I'm rising for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's turn on our feet this morning. You're blessed. Just begin to say, oh God, grant me grace to be wholeheartedly committed. Somebody talk to the Lord. Grant me grace, oh Lord, to be wholeheartedly committed. Grant me grace, El Shaddai, to be wholeheartedly committed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 